You log into your portal and submit a ticket for additional health information to the robots, letting them know that your father was getting more action than you are and should probably be checked for STIs. It doesn't feel good to narc on your dad's sex life, but you're genuinely worried about his health. A few days later, you see that he's clear for all STIs and breathe a sigh of relief. But when you next drop in on your dad, he's cold. Finally, it comes out. I didn't take you for a tattletale. You try to explain that you were worried about his health, that you gave him a chance to explain, to come clean, and that he lied or didn't remember, both of which made you nervous. But he's not having any of it. You dropping in was supposed to feel like you stopping over for coffee, not like you being my parole officer. He sets his mug down on the coffee table and rubs his temples. I think I'd like you to disable the drop-in function. You said earlier you could turn that off, right? Let's do that. You try to convince him to let you keep it. You've gotten attached to your chats, your little coffee dates, but he's insistent. You broke an unspoken rule. You violated his trust and ratted him out to his robot overlords. You no longer get to have a key to stop by anytime. You don't like it, but you honor his request and disable drop-in. It's lonely without access. You find yourself hovering over a grayed-out drop-in button, wondering what your dad is up to. You call him sometimes, but usually he doesn't answer. Even before he started losing his memory, he would lose his phone in the couch cushions for days. You wonder if he doesn't pick up because he can't find his phone, or because he doesn't want to talk to you. Days stretch to weeks between your chats. That window you had into his life is gone. For a moment, you thought you might have had a lovely final run with your dad. A kind, open connection to ride off into the sunset. But now you're stuck reading recaps from the robots. Humorless, bland notes detailing his interactions. You hope he's as happy as their algorithm says he is. When he dies, you find out from an alert in the Vanguard app. It's pastel blue soft and clearly designed by a committee. At his funeral, you meet Patricia, the woman you saw him with. She's wearing a ring your father gave her, a symbol of his love, a love you never got to witness firsthand. She shakes your hand coolly and then moves on. You want to apologize to her, to thank her, to say something, but you don't because you don't know her. You don't know any of these people sharing stories about your dad's antics and kindness. You realize that by the end, maybe even the robots knew your father better than you did. Vanguard Estates is a production of Flash Forward. The story was written by me, Rose Evelith, edited by Ace Tilton Ratcliffe and Georgia Wyatt, and produced by Ozzy Linus Goodman. The sound design is by Misha Stanton, and the music is by Elon Blanc. Marcus Jones was played by Keith Houston. Imani Jones was played by Shara Kirby. 
Robot Number 1 was played by Ashley Callum. You can find out more about all of those amazing editors, producers, sound designers, musicians, and voice actors at flashforwardpod.com. An earlier version of Welcome to Vanguard Estates was performed live for Pop-Up Magazine. You can also play through a web version of this story if you want to at flashforwardpod.com vanguard, which features a bunch of really cool illustrations by Maddie Lubchansky. And, of course, there are 13 other endings for you to hear. So if you want to know what else could happen, head back to episode one and start again.